the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I am so thankful to be in studio today. You know, it's been like two months since I've been in studio, and I'm just... Uh, very happy to be in here. Um, you know, things are just not the same, are they? And like I need to tell you that. Um, but they're not the same. But the difference is for me is that we're all in this together. There's not a chosen few that are being affected. It's affecting everybody. And I know that we all don't even understand all the details. I don't know if anybody really does understand all the details. I'm not sure where everything is. You know, some people are saying, you know, far this way, and some people are saying far this way. And it's probably somewhere in the middle, but who knows? So what do we do in that in that situation? I know what I'm doing is I'm gathering information just because I want to be cautious. I want to be protective of those that are under my care. And I want to take care of me also. I want to make sure that I am not infected and infecting others. And so it's really important that I do what I, what I have to do. Uh, and because I'm in that risk factor uh, age group, um, I take extra precaution to, to not put myself in, in harm's way. Um, with Ecola Termite and Pest Control, we've been an essential business. We know about the safety requirements. We have to wear all our safety equipment. We know all about it because that's part of what we do. And so we've been out there and we've been servicing our customers and reassuring them that it's okay. We always say that we're feeling really good. I don't want my employees coming to work if they don't feel well. Uh, and we always then ask, you know, is everybody in your home okay? You know, is everybody feeling well? Because I don't want my employees to go into a home that has somebody that could possibly um, affect them. And so it it goes both ways, doesn't it? So, uh, you know, if you would have thought back two months ago, three months ago, and said that we would be where we are right now, I think you and I both would say, there's no way. There is no way we're going to be in the situation we're in right now. You know, when I've looked at other countries and where they wear the face masks and everything, I, I would under my breath or in my mind, I would say, man, I would never want to live where I'd have to live like that. And here we are living like that. And there's this enormous fear. And I can't really say that fear in this uh, element is, you know, fear is uh, false evidence appearing real. That's the acronym for fear. Sorry, I had to think about that for a second. Um, but there is evidence. I personally don't know anyone that personally, personally me, that has been infected. Well, I shouldn't say infected because they could be infected and I don't know. But I, I don't have anyone personally that's in the hospital or, God forbid, has died from this. Uh, so, you know, it's a step away. But everybody's affected, and, and uh, the, the company's closing down. I've got family members that are, you know, just really struggling. And 
you know, my employees and their families and just everybody is so concerned and worried as they should be because we really don't know how deep, how wide. I was thinking April 15th, everything is going to go back and we're going to open up and we're going to be back. And here we are, um, you know, a month past that. And and they're saying two more months. Um, You know, what is going to happen and and how far is this going to go? I don't know. You don't know. So what we do know is that we are believers and we believe there is a God, our Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, who has this. And I do know that there's a lot more people looking up. There's a lot more people that are um, searching out and, and wanting to understand more about this faith thing, you know, this hope that I have and this faith thing. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, there's a lot more conversation going on about those types of things, those things that really, really matter. Not where you're going to eat today, but, you know, where are you going to go when you die? You know, what happens when you die? Those kind of questions. So um, I also noticed that there is a newfound appreciation. And this is a, a gift. This is, this is something very positive in this negative situation that we're in. And we always, I always look for the positive in things. What's the lesson to be learned in this situation? What can we learn here? And what I'm realizing, and I'm so thankful for this, really, is that in my, with my employees, with my customers, with people that I know that I've known a long time, and just to see the difference in their, their attitudes of thankfulness and gratefulness about working, having a job, about the freedoms that we, we kind of took for granted, not even kind of. We took for granted our freedoms, and now there's a newfound appreciation for what our forefathers and those people that we know that have fought so hard for our freedoms, there's a newfound appreciation for freedoms that right now we don't have. You know, we can't just get in our car and go shopping, not just anywhere. And we, we can't go to the restaurant and order our favorite meal. Takeout, sure, but you can't sit down and enjoy it with your family and your friends. And, you know, um, I'm a dancer. Well, I haven't been dancing for a while because there's no social dancing and all of our dancing events have been canceled. And, and, you know, it goes on and on and on, the sports events and churches, churches. And then there's people that will tell me, it's like, wait, how come we can go to Walmart and shop, but we can't have church? Why is that? Right? It is impossible to know a lot of things right now. And we don't know how long it's going to be before things get back to normal. How many people will catch the disease? We don't know. How many of them will die? We don't know. What impact will all this have on the world economy? We don't know. But right now, it's not looking too good, is it? Nope, it's not. Here's what we do know. Day-to-day life may change in a million ways, but Christians don't get to stop being Christians just because they live in a stressful time. In fact, the very core of your Christian faith is reflected every moment, every day, in who you are when times get stressful. That's so true, isn't it? Here are five things Christians can and should be doing during this pandemic. One, we should be using our extra time for Bible study, prayer, and meditation. So just check yourself right now, and are you doing that? This morning, I started to jump out of bed. And before I stepped and put my feet on the ground, I said, stop! Because <laughs> I kind of make my bed was when I'm getting in it, I kind of make it before I get out of it. And, and, and then I stopped, and I said, no, I have to pray right now. And so... I just stopped and I prayed and I prayed out loud so I could hear me pray. It wasn't quiet. It wasn't silent. It was loud. And I was praying with authority and I was praying with victory and I was praying with, Lord, give me the confidence 
Help me to nourish and to help and love on other people. Because there's so many people that are just feeling so isolated right now. You probably, if you think about your circle of people that, that you, sur- you surround yourself with, there's probably somebody in that personal circle, your personal circle, that is really struggling right now. They're not going to reach out and tell you that. They're just going to become more and more quiet. They're going to be silent. They're not going to call. They're not going to text. Think about that. Think about who hasn't texted you, who hasn't called you. Who is just really struggling right now but doesn't reach out? There's somebody in your circle. So think about that and do something about it because you can. You can do something about it. It is hard to not feel stir crazy in this time when you're stuck in your own walls 24-7, especially when you start running out of things to do. How's your relationship with God these days? Time is the usual excuse for why we don't pray and study. As much as we should, we never seem to have enough time. A stronger relationship with God lends itself to a greater sense of peace, a clearer perspective, and a continued sense of purpose. I realized long time ago that when I felt so uh, either stuck or so out of control, is when I didn't have a plan. I didn't have direction. I didn't, I didn't understand what my end game or what God's end game was for me. And I'm not telling you that to talk about me. I'm saying that maybe this is true with you too. Maybe that you're not sure of your end game. Maybe you're not sure what your purpose is on this world. So what do you do in a time like this when you have so much time on your hands? You can't be as busy. You have so much time on your hands to think and hopefully pray about what God wants for your life. And I know that we need to be praying for peace. And how about praying for a clear perspective? And how about praying for his purpose in your life? What about now when many of us have nothing but time? What are you doing with this time? The end result is stronger relationship with God. A stronger relationship with God is going to give you that peace, that perspective, and that continued sense of purpose. We all need that, don't we? Especially right now. With things shutting down, we have fewer excuses than ever to not invest that time with our Creator. Paul told the Ephesians, See then that you walk circumspectively carefully not as fools but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the lord is the days aren't any less evil than when paul first wrote those words and there's no better time to redeem the time through bible study prayer and meditation number two we should be using social media to connect rather than argue and spread fear that is so true right now. I mean, I am on social media every day. Every day I'm on social media. Yeah, you can judge me if you want. That's okay. But I'm running a business and I'm trying to get the word out. But I'm also checking in. And I'm thinking about what I'm posting because I want to be positive. I want to have poppies, which people maybe aren't able to go and see the poppies. I I, I do show pictures of my grandchild. I can't help it. But, you know, they're positive things. And there are things where, you know, it's future. It's looking for the future. It's not staying stuck in the now. 
you know, the past is gone, the present is here, and, and, and the, the then will be, okay? But in this circumstances, we need to be thinking about what we can do right now to help ourselves and to help others. But we also have to be thinking down the road because things as they are right now are not going to stay. Yes, they might get worse, but they will get better. And what is the new norm? Who knows what the new norm is? I'm hoping that we stay with a new norm of being more appreciative of our freedoms, appreciative of having restaurants, to be more thankful and more forgiving to those that serve us. And just appreciate USA. Made in the USA. Hello? Made in the USA. I am really taking action and making a ultimate choice of buying USA. How about you? Tuning in right now is really a wonderful thing, and I'm glad you have. Uh, this is the Sue Free Show, and I want to invite you to my website. I want you to go there, and you just type in Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, dot com. Go there, and there is so much information. I have 10 years of podcasts. I have so many encouraging things on there and things that could help you. I would love to hear from you. Connect with me. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what's going on from your perspective, and, and, and how can I pray for you? And maybe you need a resource, and maybe I have the resource. I'm not going to know if you don't share with me, so please do that. Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there. Please go there. And another side note is E. coli, termite, and pest control is hiring. Yes, we are hiring. We train. We will hire. We will help you. I, I say that I can train skill, but I can't train attitude. So come with your best attitude and your clean driving record, and you will get fingerprinted, live scanned from the FBI because you can't have any former issues because we enter people's homes, and we want to keep everybody safe, right? Another thing we're doing with Ecola Services is we're doing a program called Leave It Clean, and Leave It Clean just means that we have a very powerful disinfectant that we have given each technician uh, that goes to your home. And we wear our face mask, we wear our gloves, we wear our booties, we wear our coveralls. We come to the house and we say, we are well. Are you well? And then when we leave, when we're done with everything, we will treat, spray all frequently touched areas that carry those germs, such as doorknobs, faucets, anything we see that we know is a frequently touched area. We are spraying it with our Leave It Clean product. And then uh, we're leaving it better than we found it. We're leaving it cleaner less germs, and this product we're using actually lists the coronavirus on the label. So um, the disinfectant does take care of, of that situation. Now, we're not coming in and doing a complete disinfectant of the entire place. Uh, we have reached out to churches that are closed right now, saying it's a perfect opportunity for churches, schools, where you don't have the bodies there that we're usually having trouble scheduling a service. We now are offering to do the services while your your buildings are empty because it's a perfect time to take care of these things that you can take care of when normally you can't take care of them. So give us a call and let us take care of your church for termite problems, for pest control problems, bed bug problems, insulation, anything like that. We can take care of rodent exclusions, any of those things. Um, it's just a little commercial I'm giving because Ecola sponsors this show, and I can do that. All right, so moving right along. Social media. You want to keep it positive, don't you? You don't want to get into political debates, okay, because you have friends that are on both sides. I'm sure of that, 
right? And uh, I just want to respect everybody. Obviously, I think my 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 um, choices are are better than some. I mean, I think we all do that. We always think that what we've you know we've gotten educated and we think that you know oh my gosh why could you choose that person or why would you think like that but you you know that's what makes the world go round it really is and what i can just remind you is we all bleed the same all right we all bleed the same which means we all have emotions we all have a heart we all hurt and so we need to band together we need to have unity united we stand divided we fall we need to be united the united states needs to be united and it would be wonderful to have the entire world united. But please shop USA. Just saying. So you can choose to post positive, encouraging, uplifting things. And your fellow prisoners might find themselves stopping and listening, singing and praying. And, and that's talking about um, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them in Acts 16.25. So the reference is that, is that, you know, you can, you can sing praises and you never know who's listening, but wouldn't it be better for them to be listening to that than maybe ranting and raving about something else? Sure. You know, for a lot of people, this quarantine is like a prison. So through social media, you can preach directly at your fellow prisoners or the people that are feel like they're in prison, but it probably won't do much good. Instead, you can do what Paul and Silas did, sing and pray, okay? Number three, we should be practicing patience in the face of the new normal. Whatever the new normal is, we're still not clear on what that is. But I don't think things, in my opinion, I don't think things are going to ever go back to the way they were completely. Good and bad. You know, I think for me, I'm washing my hands a whole lot more than I used to. That's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just washing them a whole much more. You know, I just had a granddaughter. And so before I go in to, to get around her, I'm... I'm washing my hands before I get close because I know I'm going to want to put my hands on her. And so, you know, maybe we just need to be thinking like that. I don't see so many rubber gloves anymore, but I see a lot more face masks. How about you? And people are saying, why are people driving around with face masks on? They're in their car all by themselves. Why are they wearing a face mask? And the only thing I can come up with is people are used to touching their faces. So maybe it's a reminder not to touch your face. I don't know. Um, Maybe you can clue me in. Maybe there's something I'm missing. I don't know. Maybe there is. So James urges us, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's James 1, 2, and 4. So we do need to be patient, don't we? In stressful moments when your faith is tested, responding with patience brings us one step closer to where we need to be as Christians. Outrage doesn't do that. Neither does fear. Neither does taking advantage of others or hurling accusations. Only patience can do that because patience comes from knowing that all things are ultimately in God's hands and that he is watching over us no matter the situation. That's the Christian we need to be and the Christian others need to see. Did you know that long-suffering is part of the fruit of the Spirit? It's something God wants us to be always growing in. It's not easy. Believe me, I know that it's not easy to be patient. I also know what was brought up to me twice today, just today, was uh, when somebody's angry, when they come at you and they're angry, it's much better to not be angry and to keep patient and calm than to match their level of wherever they're at. In any relationship, 
Nothing good comes out of that. Do you realize that? If somebody's yelling at you and you yell back, it just becomes a yelling match. It's like a ping pong match. And somewhere the ball's going to fall off the table and then everybody's going to have to regroup. And that's basically what has to happen. But as long as we're matching emotion and, and intensity, uh, nothing gets resolved. Because both people are wanting the other person to cower down or understand them without understanding. So the best thing to do in that situation is to be calm, be patient, and be quiet. And, uh, you know, a lot of things can happen when we choose because it is a choice to do that. So number four, we should be reaching out to the lonely and the disconnected. I said that earlier. You have somebody in your circle that's not reaching out, so now's a good time. Visit the orphans, the widows in their trouble, and keep oneself unspotted from the world, James one twenty seven. We need to be looking for those opportunities. A phone call, video call can mean a lot for someone who feels cut off from the world around them. Is there anyone you know who could use groceries or supplies but can't or shouldn't be the one to go out and get them? Your introverted friends might actually be excited about having some downtime. So maybe double check with them before trying to fix the peace and quiet they're enjoying. So not all people need to have that interaction, but we we are created as social beings. Number five, we should be extending grace to those who are panicking. Do you know anybody that's panicking? I have a couple people in my circle that are not doing very well. I mentioned earlier that some people are going to say and do stupid, selfish things. And honestly, that one deserves its own point. So here it is. It takes something more than patience to know how to interact with panicked people. It takes something closer to grace. Grace is an undeserved gift. Salvation, our entrance into the kingdom of God, and ultimate deliverance from the price of our sins is offered to us through the grace of God, Titus 2.11. We can't earn it and we don't deserve it. It's accessible to us because and only because God is willing to give it to us. Peter wanted to know how many times he was required to forgive someone who repeatedly sinned against him. And you guys know the answer already. Is it seven times? No. It's 70 times 7, right? Then he told a parable. Though central lesson boils down to this. Forgive like God forgave you, even when people aren't actively seeking our forgiveness. Christians are expected to be in a forgiving mindset. It's one small way we can have character more like God's. In other words, godliness. A lot of people out there are scared. Many of them don't know the plan of God. They don't know what's coming and they don't know the things that have to happen on the way there. The problem is that scared people can do scary things, selfish, unpredictable, foolish, reckless, hurtful, dangerous things. What will you do when you find yourself directly affected by the fear and panic of others? It's easy to get angry, chew others out for their short-sighted, self-centered actions, and they'd probably even deserve it too. But part of being a Christian means knowing that you're not getting what you ultimately deserve because God showed you grace. When we're confronted with the fruits of fear, Christians have the opportunity to extend grace. It doesn't excuse or justify those fearful actions. But it does say, I'm not going to hold this against you or respond in anger. God has forgiven me of so much more. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief, brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. 
Judy. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring the show. If you'd like to sponsor the show, let me know. I already have one company, but because of the this pandemic, we decided to wait because I wanted him to be in studio with me so we could explain his business and whatnot, and it's just easier to do when we're here. So we kind of put that on hold until after this. Uh, you know, this is my first time back, and um, it's going well so far. And uh, we'll see. Maybe we can get him in here. But both of us decided that we were just going to take some time away and and do the smart thing and, uh, you know, just take care of each other and take care of everybody that we come in contact with. So, oh, all right, we are hiring. If you are looking for a career, we want you to come in and uh, join our team, Ecola Termite and Pest Control. So we were talking about people can do really stupid things and what are we called to do? And here's what it says. What's more, we know something important. We know that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Second Peter 3.9. That includes whoever happens to be making our lives difficult in the moment. These scared people are all potential sons and daughters of God, just like us, even if they don't realize their potential yet, even if that's not how they're acting. That's how we should be treating them. Grace is a huge topic, and you can read more you know, by going into his word. He talks about it. So you know what? In this pandemic time, I'm asking myself, you know, what can I do to help? What can I do? And I have to say that I've been spending some wonderful time with my family, my my uh, daughter who just has a little granddaughter named Montana Jade and uh, her husband, my son in love. And then my son, um, we had a wonderful Mother's Day together and it was just beautiful out on the lake. And I just feel blessed and fortunate. And uh, when I see people like taking long walks, 
You know, the time that I've felt the most close with God and the Holy Spirit is when I've been by myself walking and I'm looking at the rocks on the path and I'm just alone, just him and I, and we're, I'm just having this conversation with him. And I just remember those special times. I haven't had any of those kind of times recently, uh, but a lot of us are out walking and it's a wonderful time to just have this conversation and this relationship with our Heavenly Father. And he meets us where we are. That's the beauty of it. So how do we respond to this crisis? It's going to showcase our faith or lack thereof. It doesn't mean we can't be concerned about how things are playing out. It doesn't mean we shouldn't take precautions to keep ourselves healthy and safe. But the days and weeks ahead are going to be filled with ample opportunities to show that the values we talk about are the values we live by. Stay safe, stay healthy, but most of all, stay Christian. So remember the words of Psalm 4617, God is our refuge. Listen to this, okay? If you can, close your eyes and just listen to this. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams may glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdom fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It is necessary to take time to be real about the emotions you're feeling, fear, anxiety, stress, confusion. But remember where you find your hope during times of uncertainty. We pray you find comfort in God's presence today, remembering he has complete control and he is good. Focus on the future to get through temporary troubles. This is an article by Rick Warren, and that is so, so true. I'm going to tell you a little story. I have a ministry house. Some of you know, those of you that have listened to any length of time, I have a ministry house for domestic violence mothers with children. I have one mother and four children in my home right now, and this last weekend I invited them to go on the boat with us. And uh, they hadn't been in a boat, so that was all new to them. And then after that, I invited them to uh, come to my home. And then after that, we went to this ranch where I have two alpacas that I rescued and a goat. I know, funny, funny story. Uh, They needed haircuts. And so I made arrangements to buy some shears and to shear these. Do I know what I'm doing? No, not at all. But I used to groom poodles when I was growing up. And so I kind of took that little, uh, what I understood, and uh, utilized in this, but the shears are much heavier and the animals are moving all the time. Anyway, so uh, to digress just a little bit, in my home, I have a pool table that when I bought my home, the pool table came with a home, so it was nice. Anyway, um, I said to this little boy, he's 12, um, you know, what would you like to do right now? And he says, I'd like to play pool. And I said, okay. And he goes, will you play with me? And I said, sure. Do you know how to play? And so we started there. Okay. So then Um, He racked up the balls, and I noticed that he didn't rack the balls the way if you're going to play eight ball, how you rack the balls. And because I used to play pool a lot, 
uh, I kind of know the ins and outs of this. So I showed him how to rack the balls. And then I showed him where the eight ball needed to go. And then I showed him how to tighten up the rack. And then I showed him where to hit when you, you do that first, you know, you have your cue ball and you want to hit the, the triangle and you want to have the balls disperse. And hopefully one you want to get in a pocket so that it chooses which, what you are, stripe or solid. And so I was teaching them the ropes or the, the way to play pool. Um, and how to do this this way. And then I was watching how he was holding his cue, and I was concerned that he was going to hit my felt. And so I said, you know, let me let me show you another way to do it. And so I showed him another way, and he, he really it improved his game tremendously, just that one little tidbit, okay? But then I saw that he would just he, – he wouldn't take any time at all to to actually assess where the balls were, where the holes were, uh, and this is going somewhere. Stick with me. Okay, um, but he wasn't assessing the situation, and he ha- he didn't have a plan. He didn't have an in-game plan. And what I mean by that is when you're playing pool, you're not thinking about just hitting this first ball in. You want to plan for your white cue ball to go somewhere where you'll have another shot. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. And so I was showing him how to take a little extra time and position the cue and I mean, the stick, the cue, yeah, uh, in the right position in order to get the the – desired results okay so i realized that this was a lesson in life i was teaching this young man a game of pool but what i was really teaching him when i was thinking about the words i was speaking is i was thinking that you know it's it is a lesson of life is that you know in anything you do there's strategic plan of the end game and if we're just thinking about the right now then we don't have that plan and the thing that's going to pull us out of this is to have a, a uh, future plan. You know, you need to think about two months, six months, a year down the road. Okay, this is for all of you out there, and this is going to help you get through this. Okay, so listen carefully. Okay, you have to be thinking that this isn't going to stay here forever. We're not going to be in prison in our homes. We're not going to be, you know, with our masks on and everything forever. This is for a time. So take advantage of the time because you don't have time to do certain things. Now you have time to do those cleaning out drawers. Doing the gardening, whatever, whatever it is, I'm I'm growing little seedlings and I'm I'm growing my own vegetables and it's something I've always wanted to do and never had time. Okay, so so think about things that you could do. Learn how to play the piano and the guitar, whatever. Uh, you can take dance lessons on on YouTube, whatever. Anyway, getting back to the subject, is that you need to have an end game. Okay, so be thinking now about what you could do to prep for later. Okay, because this is going to rise, just like my business. Okay, E. coli termite pest control. We're not doing the same as we were doing before. We had to regroup. We had to restructure. We had to think differently because it's not the same, okay? And we had to come up with a plan, the leave it clean plan of I wanted to let people know that we are going to come there and we're not going to cause more stress on them. We want to resolve or, you know, lessen the stress as we come to their home. And whether we take care of the bugs from the outside and not come indoors or we come indoors with fully fully clothed with the right safety equipment so that we're not going to impede it and, and, and cause them any more stress. But that's what we needed to do. And then do it. The leave it clean program is where we are, you know, we're going to leave it cleaner than we found it. Well, that's a good thing. If we can get rid of some of that, the virus, then why not? I mean, and we can do it. I'm not charging for it right now. There's companies out there that are charging, but they're doing a full-on service. And we might go there. I don't know. It depends on my, my group and if they want to go that direction or not. But the point is, I'm playing pool with this young man, and I'm teaching him lessons for life. And I'm teaching him that you can't just look at that ball, that one ball, and hit it really fast. You have to think about it 
and the angle that you're hitting it and where you want it to go and then where's the white ball going to go and what's your next shot? And in life, don't we need to be doing that? And it just was an aha moment for me. And I thought, how neat. You know, it's like taking your children to the grocery store. I did this with both of my children. I took them to the grocery store and I taught them price per unit. We went down and we looked at different offers, you know, like like cheese. Do you buy it in bulk or do you buy it with a small one? And what's the difference in price? Right? Both of my children are very good shoppers and they're very good with money. They're, they're, they're very good stewards with their money because I taught them how to shop for groceries. Isn't that interesting? A simple thing that we do all the time. Take your children and make it a school lesson. Make it a lesson of life because they're not taught that in school. So teach them when you go to the grocery store. Don't make it, oh my gosh, just sit there. Be quiet, kid. I got to get my groceries. Make it a fun time to shop together. It's just, I don't know why I said that. It just, it just made sense to say that now. So I'm hoping I get through this because this is really important stuff here. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is Matthew 5, 11, 12. And what that is basically saying is live for God. Live for God. And if, if people are going to ridicule and criticize you, so what? So what? You have a purpose. When we follow Jesus, we face trouble. It's guaranteed. You'll be harassed, persecuted, rejected, and ridiculed because of your faith. But that's not the end of the story. The Bible says that Jesus endured the torture of the cross for the joy set before him. Hebrews 12, 2. You too must focus on your future reward if you want to get through your temporary troubles. If you don't get anything out of this, this uh, show today, that would be the one-liner for me, for you. Maybe grocery shopping too with your children. I think it's fun. You're listening to the Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go to my website. Uh, connect with me. I love connecting with you. I have I have quite a few YouTube videos, and I have the IMs, and the IMs are very important for your future, for growth, for the renewing of your mind. You know, you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. What are you saying to yourself? What are you repeating? What kind of, you know, uh, voices are you listening to? What are the messages you're replaying? Play the right ones. Play the God ones. Those are the ones you want to replay. Imagine the scene at the end of history. Everyone who has ever lived will one day kneel before Jesus Christ. Everyone will say Jesus is Lord. Some will praise him because they've done so all their lives. Others will praise him in judgment to themselves because they've denied him all their lives. Every professor who ridiculed you because of your faith and every friend who tried to convince you to abandon your faith will one day praise Jesus. Every entertainer who made a mockery of God's name and every politician who opposed his way will praise him. Philippians 2, 9, 11. Everyone will one day bow before Jesus. At that time, God will also reward you for staying true to him despite the harassment and criticism you faced for your faith. Jesus said, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew five eleven. That's two times I've said that. Must have been needed to be said twice. Priorities of spiritual nourishment. Okay. When I went into Lydia, my assistant today, I said when I was praying this morning, the word that came up was nourishment. 
So I saved the best for last, and I'm hoping I get through this. No one can deny the importance of nutrition. Our level of energy, our ability to cope with life's challenges, and even our mental attitude is directly linked to the proper intake of the right foods eaten regularly and in proper amounts. We've all experienced times when we have not eaten a balanced diet, or we've eaten too many sweets, or we've been in a hurry and completely skipped a meal. Invariably, we have endured the consequences of feeling sick, lightheaded, and occasionally depressed. Or we became irritated and jumpy. Sometimes we got a little shaky. In our family, we call that getting the jitters. It's the body's way of letting us know that it's lacking nourishment. It's a fact. Optimal health requires optimal nutrition. The same is true, spiritually speaking, without sufficient and regular nutrition, our inner life begins to suffer the consequences. Our souls long to be fed, nourished, and energized on a regular basis. When we fail to set aside time to absorb healthy spiritual food, it isn't long before the consequences kick in, and it's not a pretty sight. We start to operate in the flesh rather than under the control of God's spirit. We get shallow and selfish more demanding and less gentle, quick to react impatiently, rashly, angrily. These are all signs of inner malnutrition. For the next few moments, let's think about what's needed to maintain a healthy level of spiritual nutrition. It isn't rocket science. Number one, we need a regular diet of God's word. Just as we must eat each day, so we must take the time to read the scriptures each day. Our souls must be nourished on the words of the faith and of the sound doctrine. 1 Timothy 4, 6. Number two, we need to pray regularly. In reading the Bible, God speaks to us in prayer. We speak to him. Prayer helps us realign our lives to the Lord's timing and direction. It also shifts the load off our shoulders and onto his. David wrote, cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. Number three, we need time to be still. To meditate on the things of God, such moments of quietness calm our nerves, clear our thinking, and enable us to refocus. After directing Joshua to structure his life around God's truth, the Lord added, You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Tragically, meditation is a lost art of the 21st century. How few truly take time to cease striving and know that he is God. How seldom do we make deliberate plans to do according to all that we have observed? So how often are you praying? How often are you? Very frequently I read out of Jesus Calling and a lot of people that listen to me regularly have gone and purchased the book because they love it so much and it is really great. And I always say this, I say that, you know, I don't look at this before I come in here and I truly do not look at it, but I, I, I open it up to the date we're on and I read it and it always seems to go along with what we're talking about. So again, here we go. I want you to know how safe and secure you are in my presence. How appropriate is that? We could just stop right there, couldn't we? He wants us to know just how safe and secure we are in his presence. That is a fact. Totally independent of your feelings, you are on your way to heaven. Nothing can prevent you from reaching that destination. There you will see me face to face. And your joy will be off the charts by any earthly standards. Even now, you are never separated from me, though you must see me through eyes of faith. I will walk with you till the end of time and onward into eternity. 
Although my presence is a guaranteed promise, that does not necessarily change your feelings. When you forget I am with you, you may experience loneliness or fear. It is through awareness of my presence that peace displaces negative feelings. Practice the discipline of walking consciously with me through each day. Can I say that again? Practice the discipline of walking consciously with me through each day. That means no matter where you're going, whatever you're doing, he's with you. And you need to understand and and recognize his presence with you every step of the way. I had some really disheartening news yesterday, an employee who decided that maybe this wasn't the right fit for him. We're not done talking yet. But in that, I was like, I couldn't sleep all night because I know it is the right place for him. It's a great fit. It's a win-win. And this COVID has just caused such a toll on people, on everyone. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm not finished talking to him yet. So we'll see what happens. But uh, in that, I got, I got mad. I got angry. I got frustrated. I was feeling fear. And then I said, no, no. God has a plan. God has a plan in this. And I just got to work it through. And I got to understand where both parties are and figure out how we can make this work. And isn't that true with so many things that happen? We can get caught up in the fear of something or we can just try to dissect it. And piece by piece, we take it apart and then maybe put it back together again like a Lego game. You know, you want to take it apart and put it back together again and see if you understand the working parts of it. So two scriptures that are part of this day. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. If I asked you right now, if there was one emotion that you wanted to feel, if there was one emotion that would carry you through, you know, for me, it's I'm thinking nourishment because it's healthy. Um, it it's just nourishment, and I think of water when I when I think of nourishment. There's just water there. I don't know why, but for me, the the vision is nourishment, but nourishment also with His Word, nourishment knowing that um, we're going to be healthy again throughout everything in our body. I, going to this ranch, there's two little calves there, and they're, they're, they, they were weaned off their mother way too soon. They're only like a week or two weeks old. And I went there, and the, and the calf just started, like, licking my fingers and all of a sudden got a hold of three of my fingers and started sucking. I mean, really sucking, because I think the calf thought that, that my fingers was her, her mother. And uh, it was just so so sweet. And there were no teeth, thank goodness, because I was a little nervous about the teeth. Um, But they started sucking, and it was just amazing to me, that whole thing of, you know, they were wanting nourishment. They were wanting nourishment, and God is there, and and the Holy Spirit is there for our nourishment. So I was just uh, told that I have two minutes left, and in that two minutes, I just want to say that uh, we will get through this, and we're going to get through this together. And I want us to become better because of this. And, uh, you know, emotionally... There's a lot of emotional situations going on and, and some things that we've kind of tucked deep down inside um, maybe just kind of bubbling up 
and bubbling over because we don't have all of the distractions and busyness to keep us from, you know, not feeling what maybe we need to be feeling. But we are people that need people. And we are people that God created a special hole in our heart that only he can fill. And there's people that will try to put a lot of other things in there, whether it's alcohol or drugs or lucid sex, whatever. But the only thing that's really going to fill that hole in your heart is that relationship you have with your heavenly father. So I just highly recommend two things, that you draw near to him, that you learn who you are in him, that you learn who you are in him. That took a lot for me, but once I got that, it released me of the bondage that I was under of feeling unworthy and unforgiven, and that I could be loved because he loved me. He loved me enough to send his son in my place to die for my sins, and the same goes for you. And if you can capture and you can just grasp that, if you can grasp that love, that sacrificing love of sacrificing your son for you. For you, it's an amazing thing. So be a blessing to someone and everyone you come in contact with and hang in there. We're going to make it through this together. God bless you. Bye-bye. Ah, it's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.